Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 115 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. Shwetel Mehta, the Deputy Director and Chief Operating Officer at the Ivy Brain Tumor Center. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring around the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, I'm excited. This is, uh, you know, we've had a lot of like digital health uh, companies come on the podcast over the last couple of weeks and it's really been a big focus for us. But in general, healthcare innovation is really where we like to focus on. So I'm really excited to, to continue to learn more about you and uh, the, the center that you're at, uh, as well as we'll, we'll go into it later in the show, some of the challenges around brain, brain cancer research, which I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to learn more about that. So I think we should dive right into it. If you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background, I, I'd appreciate it. Sure, yeah. So uh, I'm Dr. Shwetal Mehta, um, and I'm the Deputy Director and CEO of the Ivy Brain Tumor Center. I'm a scientist by training. Um, I received my PhD in molecular biology and then went on to do my postdoctoral training um, in molecular neuro-oncology. Um, after that, I was recruited um, to Barrow Neurological Institute, which is one of the largest neurological uh, institutes and a neurological center um, in, the, in the US and in the world. Um, and we see the largest number of uh, brain tumor patients uh, here at our center. So after moving to BNI about eight years ago, um, I started my own research lab, which was focused on finding ways to target treatment and therapy resistant uh, brain cancer cells. Um, and due to this background of mine, about three years ago, when the Ivy Brain Tumor Center was established uh, through a large philanthropic donation from the Ben and Catherine Ivy Foundation, as well as the Barrow Neurological Foundation, I was asked to oversee the research operations for the center. Um, and you know, you know, to give you some background, brain cancer, although rare, like nine out of 10 uh, patients diagnosed with aggressive brain cancer um, die within five years. And um, I think this is our mission at the Ivy Brain Tumor Center is to change this uh, scenario and bring new therapies that work for brain tumor patients, um, increase life expectancy and contribute to, to a cure by getting new drugs for these patients. What was it about, I mean, was it just the ability to continue your research and, and contribute to you know, this cause that obviously you care about? What was it about the IV Brain Tumor Center that like kind of really drew you into like, hey, I wanna be a part of this? Yeah, so for a, for a um, basic biologist like myself, there's nothing more than you know, being able to be part of uh, something so much larger where you can see your efforts being taken from bench all the way to bed, bedside uh, into patients, like identifying something and taking it all the way through. Um, what's unique about the Ivy Brain Tumor Center is that we are asking those right questions, right? We are asking questions whether the drug is working for the patients or not before we end up giving it to the patient. So that philosophy, the, the fact that we want to give answers back to patients quickly, move at that pace, um, really attracted me to, to the center. Can we, can we t uh, I guess, switch focus here a little bit to that topic that we mentioned in the introduction, right? Uh, so 
when, when you're doing this research, can we can you talk us through some of the challenges to, to brain cancer research? Absolutely. Um, and I think maybe I can explain a little bit more about what the Ivy Brain Tumor Center stands for. That'd be really so, helpful. Thank you. Right. So we are we are here to um, you know, unlike conventional trials, use a unique approach uh, of a, what is called the phase zero approach for our clinical trials. Um, and at the center, we are focused at um, making sure that a drug um, that, that we are testing, first we ask the question whether the, the drug uh, gets to the brain tumor or not, because within the, the brain tumor um, community right now, the biggest challenge is that the drugs don't get through the a blood-brain barrier. Like this is, a, this is a barrier between your body and brain, and the drugs don't pass through it. Um, most of the trials uh, don't ask those questions, right? So our uh, philosophy through phase zero trials is to ask whether the drug is getting to the to the tumor or not, whether it's doing its job or not, and then move forward and give patients the drug for long long period of time. Interesting. It's, uh, how, how many people do you, I guess, work with on a day-to-day -day basis in your research? Is it is a core group? As a core group, um, so the Ivy Center is, is a, a team of multidisciplinary uh, people. It includes you know, clinicians, neuro, neurosurgeons, uh, neurologists, neuro-oncologists, radiologists, this team of scientists, chemists, nurses, um, administrators all working together all under one roof um, we are about 50 people um, all working together towards this common goal and, and I think that's that's the biggest uh, advantage of our center is and that we are able to um, provide answers quickly because everything is centered here that and that's one of our, our mission is to give answers back quickly to patients would you say that's that's the most important uh, most important part of your mission? Is that the is that the the biggest piece? It's one of the biggest piece. Um, for talking about challenges for brain tumor uh, patients, um, time is of essence. So the survival rates haven't changed for over thirty years. Um, there are only a couple of FDA approved drugs really out there for these patients. Um, so time is of essence. Um, we want to uh, fail quickly. So we want to identify um, drugs that are not getting into the brain and make sure we, you know, people don't spend more time and effort on those drugs. We want to identify drugs that do work to get into the tumor and then move those things quickly. So definitely time is our, our one of our key priorities. Like we want to move fast. Um, we also are very, uh, you know, we know every patient is different. Every patient is unique. Um, brain tumors are, are very heterogeneous. So well, not one patient's tumor is not similar to the other patient. So we match patients to the drugs. Um, uh, we make sure we test the patient's tumor and make sure that their uh, tumor is matched to the drug we are testing before they start and get enrolled on a trial. Um, so both of those things are key. Uh, time as well as make sure that we match and then we combine new therapies. So most clinical trials out there are testing a single drug. Our goal is to Combine, we know that a single drug is not going to work for patients. So we combine multiple drugs together um, and ask the, these, again, same questions. Is the drug getting into the tumor or not? Is it really hitting um, its target or not before the patients go on to receive long-term drug treatment? Can you talk about 
the what that like the drug selection process looks like how do you determine uh which drugs to like try to see what the, the result is so we are agnostic to you know um it's not my favorite protein or my favorite gene that i we are going to be looking in uh, looking into so what based on what's known right now um what makes most sense with respect to um, pathways that are important for this particular cancer um, we look for new new molecules that have properties uh, that make sense that this drug is going to be uh, a good uh, molecule for us to put our efforts on um, those are the things that we definitely look for like what would work in combination what what good uh, co cocktails of drugs that we can um, bring for these patients right that have not been tested and tried for years before um, and obviously, um, you want to make sure these are all, you know, safe combinations for the patients. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 this is something to, I've always been interested in this area and I've never had the opportunity to, to have, you know, someone like yourself come on the podcast and be able to talk through some of those points. Uh, I, I'd also be curious if you could talk through, uh, how, I guess in, in the patients that you've seen that have maybe reacted like better and have uh either stayed stayed alive longer have you know maybe a higher quality of life for a longer period of time what are some of those things that you get i guess you maybe see in those patients that because uh, you were talking about like how people that have a, a aggressive brain cancer like it, it's it's not really that great of a uh, your life expectancy is not that great right when you when you have it uh what are some of the factors that allow people to maybe is, is it really just about catching it early? Is that what it comes down to? Yeah, unfortunately, this cancer is is really uh, aggressive in that aspect that when patients show up, it's already um, has kind of taken over their brain, right? Um, these tumors show up when they're already high grade four tumors. Um, so it's not that slow progression that maybe we're going to catch it early. Um, and then we don't that we are, we are running against time at that point of time. Um, so de early detection right now, that we don't have that. So what we wanna do is as soon as a patient come in, we wanna find out what therapy that they're gonna take that is gonna help them. Um, current standard of care for these patients is surgery followed by radiation and chemotherapy. So that's standard of care. And we already know that almost all uh, tumors recur post that treatment. Um, and so what we want to identify is these new drugs that are going to increase that lifespan, like that time period, you know, from 14 to 18 months longer. Um, and for that, we need to identify drugs that actually work, right? The combinations and cocktails that actually work for these patients. Are you saying some, the, the, uh, even when removed, a lot of these tumors will come back? Exactly. So this, this cancer is, is very infiltrative. But by that, what I mean is these tumors grow beyond the mass that is seen by, by in the MRI. So the surgeons can go in and remove the tumor bulk, but there are these tumor cells that are remaining that's, you know, those are the ones that are the cause of core recurrence. And we want to target that. And which is why uh, the bar for making sure that the drug is getting into the brain is, has to be higher. We have to make sure that the drug gets into the brain in those regions of the brain uh, where these tumor cells are, right? Um, where the blood-brain barrier is still intact. So we have to make sure that the drugs 
can get out of the blood vessel into the brain tissue, and which is exactly what we we focus on. We ask those questions. Does does any part of your research take a look at like making it so that some of these tumors don't come back? It, does that like does that help someone? If you were able to stop these tumors from uh, reoccurring, uh, is that a positive? I'm I'm assuming that'd be a positive step in, in your research. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, our our mission is that we are able to bring a, an FDA approved drug within ten years. Um, we want to make sure you know change the current life expectancy for this patient population. Um, that's our goal. And I, as I said, like the biggest hurdle and biggest challenge is um, identifying those drugs that can get uh, into the the tumor region. And a single drug is not going to work because we know these tumors have you know, it's not just one mutation or one pathway that is um, gone awry. Uh, we have to come up with a cocktail of drugs, um, again, and which are specific for each patient. So precision medicine, um, get it done faster, identify drug cocktails that do work for these patients. This is really interesting. Again, I, I mentioned this when we were talking earlier, right? This is not an area I am familiar with. It's an area I'm very uh, intrigued to learn more about, and you've been super helpful. And I, I think you were able to do something that um, it is, it can be difficult for certain people, right? Able to break it down to a level two that like, I feel lots of people can understand, which I think is also really important, right? For the patients and their families to understand, you know, what, what you're working on and, and how it can maybe help them, uh, you know, in the near term and long-term future. So this was super helpful. Uh, just for, I guess, a little uh, note to the audience, like we want to have you come back on and continue to go into more detail on some of these subjects, but this is really your, your intro podcast for the Slice of Healthcare audience to get to know you, the Ivy Brain Tumor Center, and uh, again, some of those challenges that you highlighted. So uh, I look forward to uh, having you on again uh, very soon. We can dive into more of these topics. And thank you again for your time. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Hey, everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the BlockHealth platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. 
com, and that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors, and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks, and look forward to another episode next week.